are live and in color. It is now eight o'clock. Yes. Oh my God. Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, the podcast, redefining what you thought you knew about intimacy, right? Here we go, baby. Here we go. Boom. Watch this. Check it out. Check it out. Oh! Discoveries, Unveiling Connection, Podcast, right? What it truly means, truly means what it, what it understands. So tonight, I have a gentleman coming um, to be on the show. Man, James Campbell, he is an amazing guy. He has his, his, he has his journey, and he's here today um, I'm gonna invite him on the show right now. Coming on in, we're gonna unmute him, right? Oh my God, unmute, James. Are you there? Hey, brother champ, how you doing today, my man? Hey, man, what's up? What's up? Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are here. Give it up for James. Yeah, thank you very much, champ. Yes, sir. Hold on, hold on. We're going to stop the video. It's going crazy for you. How was your day? Uh, Pretty good, pretty good today. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, absolutely. So I, I think, we, you know, we, we talked, and I'm glad to have you on the show right now, live and in color. And um, we we um, always are chasing this question of how why is it do we often get intimacy wrong? And wanted to get your perspective. Um, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, I know this is your first time on the show. If you want to give us a little bit of background, of, you know what you do and what what your experiences has been um, in relationships that that will um, lend you the ability to just engage in this conversation. Okay. Well, just a little bit about me, uh, champ and listeners. Uh, my name is James Campbell. I'm 43 years old. Uh, I've been married uh, to my wife for about six years now. Be this August, uh, be six years on July the 1st. And I work for the city of Charlotte and I'm not afraid to say this is my third marriage. Mm -hmm. And I've learned different aspects from those relationships mm -hmm. of things that I've done wrong, things mm -hmm. that I can approve upon as a man. And also one thing I think that's very significant that we as men get wrong is that we are used to looking at just satisfying satisfying just ourselves, not mm -hmm. looking to satisfy that other person. And mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of us get intimacy wrong at as well as men. Okay. All right. Okay. So you so you you're you're saying that we that what you've seen and what you've what you were taught, right, is that you should just be focused on pleasing yourself and not pleasing the other woman. 
They want. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's what I've happened in my past relationships, I believe. Okay, I'm here. You believe? Oh yeah, that I believe. Um, that and also us as men, we have to also learn to be vulnerable as well. Okay. Okay, and what do you know about, about vulnerability? Well, I mean, if you know, just like I know, I mean, I am an African-American male just like you. And a lot of things that we've been taught as men is that, you know, we got to be strong. We got to be the provider. Got to be the head. You mm -hmm. can't show really no weakness. Mm -hmm. You have to. <laughs> yeah, that's the persona that we have to have. And many a times we have that hard exterior shell. Mm -hmm. But internally, we, you know, deal with our own issues as well. Right. And, and, that, and that we don't let out. Mm -hmm. Right. And, which and can how, also be disruptive to a relationship. Okay. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And so do you, now that you have revealed that we as black men, the way that we're taught, to be strong, to not show weakness, to um, to be the head, to be the provider, to be the protector, um, that we don't get it wrong. It's just that we are conditioned wrong. Definitely. We, we are ill-prepared. We're not, we're not taught how to be effective and vulnerable in relationships because um that that's how like that's that's what the, that's what's been passed on right exactly i mean mm -hmm. think about it from this angle you know a woman majority mm -hmm. all the women that i know are natural nurturers think about it mm -hmm. you know women are have that natural that that how can I say it? As, well, I just said it. Nurturers. Well, mm -hmm. they're brought up where, you know, they are more able to show their emotions and where they're able to. And it's not look upon in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's the thing that. Some of us. I say even the majority of us is men, especially black men. We don't tap into that. Mm -hmm. and, we don't and, tap and, into that side because we're scared of what we're going to look like. <laughs> we're scared of what, we, what we're going to look like. Exactly. And, and you're absolutely right. And so then, so when we get to a relationship that requires that, uh, that emotional agility, right? Like you're on mm -hmm. the ship. You're in, in the war, you got to be agile. If you're in the in the in the boxing ring, you got to be agile. You got to go left to right. You got to be able to make those connections. You got to be able to move and adjust in the environment, right? That's right. And you're and you're required to have emotional agility, right, in the relationship. Exactly. Train. You haven't even been doing jump rope, right? But you've been. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? They've been hitting a heavy bag or nothing. You haven't hit a heavy bag or nothing to roll them, nothing. And so when you get in the ring of, of relationships, and it's time to pull out the emotional connections, and you trying to connect with your partner, you you know, bam, you trying to connect. And we just went on the boxing, but you you can't connect. That's right. I mean, I can give you a little bit more in regards to my background, you know. Right. So my background is a little bit kind of different. So growing up, I'm from Ohio originally. And mm -hmm. so I grew up at the first part of my life with my father. Mm -hmm. And then who and then he ended up getting remarried. And you know, that was a relationship that he had, which fosters, fostered two more brothers, fostered two brothers in that relationship. But I never saw the, how can I say it? The, the attention mm 
that he gave to my stepmother. Then, of course, that was that was a end up getting divorced from her. And so then the second part of my life, I moved down south here in North Carolina where I finished growing up with my mother. Mm-hmm. And my mother also remarried. And so mm-hmm. I saw that my stepdad, who was a good man, but I noticed that one of his main objectives was always providing. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, he showed me the, you know, showed me the ropes in regards to providing, right. but you never did see that intimate connections if that makes makes any sense uh, him, like you know what hey let me have those you know let, let my mom come on to a dozen roses or whatever the case may be you know showing that time because you know things that we want we're gonna put that time and effort in especially us as men right so, so I, I didn't really see that mm-hmm. and, and and so the thing when i look back at my marriage when i was when i was married um the thing that i didn't have that i wasn't equipped with emotionally right is the the ability to turn on that excitement right mm-hmm. like, hey baby hey how you doing or, or hey you know to your daughters being excited to see them coming in like you were saying you know you never really saw if, if he if he brought flowers home it wasn't like he was like like happy to bring home flowers, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, oh my gosh. Yep. Oh yep. And, That's it. and it's, it's like it's punishment. Exactly. Bring home flowers. And this is a moment, right? When, when you can create excitement. Mm-hmm. And and not realizing that you could turn it on, that you could have turned that thing on, right? Exactly. And so now I, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a definition that helped me um, when it came when it comes to intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, let me ask you before we go further: Are you familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yes, I did that some years and years ago. <laughs> when I was getting my BS. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, and that's Bachelor in Science, right? Yes, sir. So check it out, right? So so as we are um, being told that we are providers and protectors, right? Exactly. That's the only two bottom layers of the relationship, of who you mm-hmm. are. Exactly. And so we never get introduced to the feeling of loving and belonging, the esteem need, or the self-actualization needs, because we don't have a black men are not provided a safe space to be vulnerable. Right? Exactly. And and then when we get into these relationships, um, our women are we're not taught to give them a safe space where they could you know because if they are saying something or they're making a comment about something they can easily be classified as a as aggressive as an angry black woman or someone who mm-hmm. complains all the time right exactly and so you never really provide that safe space for her i know i didn't I, I say I, I always go to me because again most most men aren't you know aren't willing to be honest in this particular area um, because it's like whatever man and so I didn't provide the safe space because I didn't know I was required to provide a safe space of what a safe space looked like because I've never had it and I never demanded it for myself exactly. Right? So, so now, um, in order for us, in order for our relationship to experience a level of loving and belonging, we have to fulfill this safety need, right? And because right. neither of us have this safety need fulfilled, which is why it's easy to get a divorce because you don't have a sense of loving and belonging. 
Exactly. Does that make sense? That makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, I can even say in my previous, you know, marriages that, you know, yes, there was, you know, infidelity mm -hmm. on, you know, on, on both sides, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. what I would say in regards to that is because neither one of us made it safe for the other person, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, and, so and, 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 I, and I can sit back and analyze those now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the reason why um, that other person was able to provide that safe space, why, why infidelity was able to, to exist, is because those individuals were not all in the day-to-day -day interactions and in the the um, accomplishment of fulfilling the, the basic needs, food, water, shelter, and warmth. And so because they didn't have any interactions, there was no financial connection with them. When they came, because that, 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 find that physiological need was already being fulfilled at home, right? Mm -hmm. So their next need was the need to feel safe. And so because that person provided, fulfilled that safety need, that that allowed them to feel a sense of loving and belonging, which is why they kept going back, right? Exactly. I, and and I, I actually saw that firsthand, right? Mm -hmm. um, like I say, for me, you know, seeing the guy going in and out of my house, and I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And then we would have, we would have a conversation about it because I was like, man, this, it hurts. Oh, but yeah. then, then I then what the the thing that 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 trans trans um, formed me was that everything that was that was in the house that I was passionate about, he was doing absolutely nothing, none of it, painting of the room, ironing, vacuuming, the laundry, the grass, all of that stuff, right? And it, it, he, he, did, he did none of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here I am. I'm focused on being a provider. And she don't even care about that stuff. She mm -hmm. don't care. Right? Exactly. And so that, and that, that, that was a transformative part for me. But let's go, let's go to this definition because I always like giving, giving a definition and like, I always like reading it, right? That mm -hmm. way I make get it, get it correct this, the, each time, right? And so for those listening and those who are watching us on Facebook and stuff, we say the intimacy is defined as a level of commitment and positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. I'll say it again. Intimacy is defined as the level of commitment and positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. Now, there are four variations to intimacy. There is cognitive intimacy, which is what you and I are doing, just exchanging thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then there is emotional intimacy, which is exchanging feelings with another person, which is deeply rooted in the value of self-disclosure. Then there's sexual intimacy, which is being attracted to another person and choosing to share one's body in the forms of physical contact, affection, and sexual activities. And then there's spiritual intimacy, which is sharing thoughts and feelings regarding religion and morality. And though, but again, the foundation of intimacy is that it's a commitment, is a level of commitment, and there are different levels, right? And the lowest level that I um believe is the cognitive intimacy just exchanging thoughts mm -hmm. that's the origin of it and you in order for that to happen you got to be vulnerable you got to have a safe space and exactly. that's where that's where we have to have those challenges so what do you think now that of, of, of intimacy being a level of commitment oh that's that's something that's great i mean because when you decide to be with someone in any of those capacities, either on a spiritual, sexual, mm -hmm. uh, just exchanging thoughts, it's 
and I know I just forgot one, but it's it's a great thing because you have to be committed to that person. You have, and the commitment is with commitment is to reciprocity. Exactly. Right. The commitment is to reciprocity, equal reciprocity, right? And exactly. making sure that when you exchange that it that the person have it is positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that they experience. So you exactly. you have to walk away with a positive experience when you and I interact. And she has to walk away with a positive inter- experience each time you all interact. Exactly. Otherwise, it you're not in an intimate relationship. Makes makes much sense. <laughs> right. So how does that what does that look like now that we provide that you have this definition now? Oh, it gives me even more things to even aim for in my relationship with my wife. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, for the first couple of years, it was really tough. Because, again, as stating as a as a man, I wasn't much of a communicator. I right. wouldn't say much. Right. And I wouldn't say really anything. So it was like we're connecting on the sexual level. We're connecting on you know, the spiritual level, but right. we're still not connecting on the other two. Right. And and so, and so, and what happened, what was happening, I know, for, and I'll go for me too, was that there were unfulfilled sexual experiences for both of us mm-hmm. because there was no connection, right? Exactly. And, and right now you say you were married six years, right? It'll be six years on July 1st. Yes, sir. July first, and so what we what I did was that I it because we had we lack um, um, the understanding of intimacy. I I did the math, and I said that so as a result, you probably have missed at least two intimate moments or two unfulfilled sexual experiences a month with your wife, or with or with, or with her, or with you. There you all missed two intimate moments a month and so right now you had 120 times mm-hmm. and your your wife have have gone one of you all have gone unfulfilled at least 120 times it's about right is and so now the 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 the, the challenge that we have now is, do we take it serious enough that we don't get to 137, that we don't get to 290, right? Because at, at, at 10 years, it's 240. Right. <laughs> at 10 years, yeah, 240, right? 15 is 360. 20 years of where I was at 480, right? And that's just in the sexual experience. And those that's a low number, right? At some point you 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 actually um begin to have a sexless marriage where you're having sex less than once a month. Right? Now, right. now I'll, I'll tell you this here, right? There was a study on um what was it? It was um, what was it? Where's the study? Here's a study right here that there were, um, let me see, where, come on, talk to me, baby girl. Where are we right here? Here we go. There was a study of 100, of, was it 16,000 um, men um, that were, let me see here, hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, Lord, come on, Father, help me. Okay, well, anyway, there was a study of 16,000 um individuals married couples and they found out that quadrupling sex in the marriage from once a month to once a week um increased happiness in the marriage in the relationship as much as having about fifty thousand dollars in the bank do you hear that Oh yeah, I heard that. So, 
so so having more sex or having fulfilling sexual experiences can increase your financial relationship, the financial status in your house. That's amazing. People were able to save up to fifty thousand dollars just by increasing their sexual activities or their sexual fulfillment. Watch this with each other. <laughs> wow. Right? Right. So yeah. So tell me what so how does that now how do you see this being implemented? How do you yeah, go ahead. So I was just listening to everything that you said that you stated. And I can even tell that my understanding of intimacy has changed even with just small things. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, I rub my wife's feet from a hard day. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I rub her feet or I rub her back, you know, just to make her feel like, mm -hmm. give her that sense of security mm -hmm. that she's loved and that she's needed. Right. And, and that helps out a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, you know, then that can transition to us being intimate, physical, which is a great thing. And right, then right. you got to realize the hormones that's released during that as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All, so, so all the hormones that's, that's released and you're feeling, you know, you know, when it's good, you feeling like on cloud nine. Feel like you can just take on anything. You can take anything. You can take anything on, you know. Absolutely. Certain things that you may thought that you may have bickered about uh, don't even matter no more. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, so, and then let me show you here real quick. Let me show you this here real quick, right? There are 14 arousal zones on a woman. Mm -hmm. 14 arousal zones, and one of the arousal zones is her feet. <laughs> so why like you say if you got more sensual with rubbing her feet right mm -hmm. would actually help her to get more aroused exactly i know for me that i i can say for me i, I I'm, I'm i'm about self-disclosure um I, I i didn't know that i didn't know that um rubbing my wife's feet right was an arousal zone and that that could have increased um i didn't i didn't know it. i know she she enjoyed it she she liked it when, whenever i would do it with the intent on doing a good job right but i right. didn't on pleasure right i yeah. didn't turn on excitement to rub right mm -hmm. like you know what come here you know what you've been doing let me let me, let me rub your feet you right now come here mm -hmm. um that 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 type of confidence was not there Oh yeah. Wow. And those are, you know, things that we as men, you know, we we have to talk those things out as well. Cause I used to be one of those who in the bedroom wouldn't tell you what I like or what I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so we have to be more comfortable and secure with ourselves as well to express what you like and what you don't like. So and that's who, a, getting back to that communication, to that communication part of intimacy. Well, but, no, but, but but I'm going. I'm going to ask you this question, right? Who told you it was okay to do that? <laughs> who told you it was okay to do what? To to tell her what you like and what you don't like. Who told you it was okay for you to be, um, gugabi or? bubbly right with your nose wide open right who told right. you that it was okay to have your nose wide open and walk around with your nose wide open <laughs> oh man i remember those comments that comments my, my grandma used to make back in the day <laughs> but you know you know nobody told you it, it was doing exploring you know what i'm saying so and had to kind of you had to with my wife i had to kind of explore you know but then i know my wife is a heavy communication communicator that's mm -hmm. one of her love languages so when i knew 
when I started tapping into her love language of communicating, mm-hmm. it opened up a whole new realm right. of things that I never even knew. Mm-hmm. So I had to get to know what her love language was. So I don't know if that's the question, but I had to, I had to, it's kind of like rediscovering her. Okay. So love, a love language is, there are five love languages, right? Right. Do you know all five of them? Say it again. Do you know all five love languages? I'm going to be honest with you. Have not looked at that book in life forever, <laughs> but I remember it was, <laughs> but I knew, I knew a little bit of it. I cannot think of, of, of top of the head every day. I got the book right here, right? The five love Perfect. languages here, right? And so, um, the oh, five love touch. are, um, words of affirmation. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Physical mm-hmm. touch. Uh-huh. Gifts. Yep. Quality time exactly. and acts of service. Yes. So we got them again, right? Words of Mm-hmm. Right? Quality time. Mm-hmm. Acts of service. Receiving mm-hmm. gifts and physical touch. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are the five love languages. And so what happens is when it's their primary love language, right? Let's say, um, I know my, my ex-wife's love language was quality time, right? <laughs> Sound familiar. And, 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 and so the thing is that when you, when you deposit quality time, it is a big deposit, right? And when it you- is. When you withdraw from that, when there is no quality time, there's a huge um, withdrawal, right? Oh, yeah. So when you're depositing acts of service, right? And those are, you only get like one one point for those, right? But no quality time is a, is a five-point withdrawal, right? Mm-hmm. So you see how easy you can go into the negative real quick. Thinking that you just you doing stuff around the house and her love language is quality time and gifts. Right. You follow me? Oh yeah, I'm following you. And, and so it makes it makes it challenging um for us to to get back on track. Because we're we're in the negative. And so, and, and that's why we gotta, we, we have to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that I was, I was doing in, in my studies, do you have anything else you want to share before I move forward? Oh no, you go right there, brother. No, I was just, cause I have this, I was doing this study, right. And I asked, mm-hmm. um, what are, um, the top 10, um, let me see it. The, top 10 frustrations, fears, and desires that men have with women. No, actually, no, 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 no. Let's do this one here. Let's do this one here because I, I get two of them. Top 10 frustration, fears, and desires that women may experience with men and emotional connections. Okay. Right? And so we're going we're gonna to go through a couple of them right now. We're going to start from number 10. Okay. Work out the cup, right? And so the frustrations, number 10, was the incompatibility and in long-term goals. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. That's a big one for women. It's a big one. Yeah. And then the other one was the fear. So that the frustration was incompatibility with and long-term goals. And then we have the fears um, is that there will be diverging paths and incompatibility in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she has this frustration that she's frustrated with you because it appears as though our, our long term goals are incompatible. Yeah. Right. However, oh, yeah. there, there's a they, their desire is to have alignment in long term goals and aspirations. That's what their desire is. And so how do you create an environment? And this is a question for you, where if your wife has this fear or this frustration that you all have incompatible 
long-term goals. One of the things you have to do is, I know one thing that me and my wife used to do, and we haven't did it in probably in like two years, but we used to do like a vision board. Mm-hmm. Do a vision board and, you know, a vision of what, what some of your individual goals are, mm-hmm. goals that you want for the family. Right. And some goals that we want to achieve together as well. Right. So that right. way you have your individual, your family goals, and then, of mm-hmm. course, whatever goals that she may have as well. And what you have to do is, and, it, and it's hard, and, it, and it, like, again, I'm not the biggest communicator. I tell that to people all the time, and I'm not the best okay. communicator as well. But, you know, okay. so one of the things you, I always want to okay. talk about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this here, right? So if someone comes out to you with a gun, right, and he's about to shoot you, how do you communicate? How do you talk him out of putting down the gun? Yeah, that's a that's a great question right there. No, he's about to shoot you. He's about to shoot your whole family. And if you move, right? Oh, yeah, it's over. It's over, right? Yeah, so how do you now talk him out of put it without out of shooting you and your family? man that's a great question man that is a great question you just say i'm not a good communicator and and just just pop us all nah i can't do that well so what do you do hey i mean if i gotta if i gotta have my life gone for the for my sake of my family that's what i'm gonna do you can take me out what I'm saying, <laughs> do you tell him that I'm a bad communicator? Oh, no, you don't tell him that. No, you don't tell him okay, that. So, so you got to stop telling yourself or telling the individual you are bad in communicating. And, and you know what? That's that's a great, that's great. That is absolutely great. Have to say that I'm not a bad communicator. That's good. Because I'm setting that seed already. Right. Right. Like, so when you say that, we might as well not even start talking. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and so so we were talking about this thing here. Um, and, and again, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Karen, honorable man, this is great. Need and more so, talks like this. Huh? Need more talks like this. We, we absolutely definitely need more talks like that. And therefore, you like I say, you you got guys who want to come on the show. You bring them on and we, we can we can chop it up. That's right. And That's so, what right. And so you were so we were talking about this incompatibility with these. So here we are. Right. You, you were talking about you and your wife doing a vision board, right? Yes. Vision board. Right. So she has her vision board. Right. Mm hmm. You have your vision board, mm-hmm. right? And she's frustrated that your vision board does not look like hers. It doesn't. It's not compatible with hers. Oh, like yeah. she, she have a son on hers, but you got a. Um, I don't know. You, you don't even have. You don't even have a, a sun, star, or moon on your board. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's 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 incompatible, right? You you are on Earth. She got planet Earth, and you got Moon. You on the Moon, and you got stars, right? Exactly. And at some point, you know, she's thinking down the road that 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 you go y'all's future gonna be incompatible. So how do you bridge that gap? How do you how do you now provide this safety? where she's now understanding that um that you all you this incompatibility this fear that she's having how do you ease that and that's a good question i mean that's a great question and as men you know we always trying to fix stuff you know right <laughs> and that's one of the things that we constantly try to do always trying to fix so i mean that is a tough question to answer i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you i will have to 
you know, console her. Mm-hmm. And listen to why her vision board is showing the sun, sun while mine up here showing the moon. And we have to have dialogue about it. And we have to see, especially in a, in a marriage, it's all about the, the compromise. <laughs> well, it has to be some type of medium. It has to be a medium that we are willing to meet at. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so you know, that, growing, growing long that somebody loses something. Say that again. When there's a compromise, each individual lose something. Exactly. Right. But however, when there is a collaboration, both parties win. That is so true. So how do we now shift from, again, and and this is why it becomes difficult to provide a safe space for your partner when you have compromised on something that was important to you and you've taken six L's this week, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. You're like, man. That's the mantra. That's the mantra. And the thing is that some wives, right, um, don't care that you took six L's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's happy wife, happy life. And you're like, well, amen. So, but again, going back to this, with switching from a, a, um, a compromise to a collaborative approach in your relationship. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you set the foundation for that? Oh man! And and it's kind of interesting that you you know you asked me this question, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I don't know, right? But and I ain't no but. It's no, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead and say you don't know. It's yeah, it's like you don't want to say you don't know, but at the same time, again, it kind of goes back to the root of the root of which I talked about earlier, and again, a root in which how we were trained. Right. And you just hit it right there. Happy happy life, happy, happy wife, happy life. And we've been so conditioned like that, where, mm-hmm. so where we is now we're not used to that collaborating. I want you to make it personal. Like I have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can make it personal. I have been so conditioned like that from a lot of the male role models that I saw, uncle, mm-hmm. stepfather, father, that it was taken where I can see how sometimes yes. when I see something, when a, a woman or a man may say they, they kind of lost themselves. Does that make mm-hmm. any sense? Right. Absolutely. How they lost themselves in the relationship, right? Because they were too busy. We were too busy compromising instead mm-hmm. of collaborating, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know. So yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not afraid to say that. Hey, that was a mantra that I was used to. But at right. the same time, I'm. I'm that type of guy who's willing to learn. Right. To be better, so that way we can continue, that we can connect even right. more. Right, right, right. So, so now what has to happen right now, which is probably going to transform your marriage to a whole nother level, is that you got to be vulnerable. Yeah. And like, hey, hey, baby, listen, listen up. Um, um, I, I, I don't. When it comes to loving you. Um, I, I haven't been taught. I need, I need to, I need to, I need to learn about you. And I, I, I want to learn how to love you. I want to learn because I, because I've been getting it wrong. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get it wrong anymore. I, we went over the numbers today and, and I got at least 120 wrong. <laughs> I missed it about 120 times. Right. 
You know, and, and I missed I missed out on on experiencing your unique intimate expression. 120. And so when you come to the you 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 know, it's just like you know, selling drugs on the streets. He gave you 120 bags, right? And you, you know, he gave you 800, right? Gave you 800. You short 120. Exactly. How does that conversation go? <laughs> yeah, that conversation don't go too well. <laughs> that ain't no that conversation ain't going well at all. <laughs> oh, but but but, but know that conversation going. I said, you already know that conversation going. But at the same time, in our relationship and in, in, in intimacy, you have to be the same way. Got to be the same way. But who 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 told us this stuff? Nobody. <laughs> you didn't get this in school. Nope. You didn't get this on on you. Do you ever see this happening on on black family relationships on television? You don't. And that's why the dynamic it has to be a shift in the dynamic, and as you just mentioned, a shift in the way we think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but who, but who starts the conversation? As you just stated, you have to be able to be vulnerable with your mate, and that's a hard thing to do as a black man to be vulnerable, especially how we were how we were brought up and how we've been conditioned. But you know what? Being vulnerable is only required today. It's only is is required in the now. Right? Vulnerability is only required in the now. Mm. Right? So we ain't looking at down the road 10 years from we ain't even looking at being vulnerable tomorrow. Can you be vulnerable right now while we're here together? That's right. So and that's what we gotta we just gotta focus on the next moment, right? Focus on this moment right now. Yeah. And what you and watch this, what you do in your off time, right? Mm-hmm. Determines how successful you're gonna be in the next moment that you become you're in an intimate engagement with her right so if you haven't gone to therapy right if you haven't and you have unresolved traumas right you're gonna run into some problems exactly right and and how do you again how do you how do you how do you how do you write the ship Come on, James. Talk to me. You we, you got to give me some answers, man. How do you how how do you how do we write this shit, man? I mean, the easiest answer, as I stated, you have to when that when those moments come, what they come all the time. I mean, you just did the job. Right. You have to take advantage of those moments. You can't continue to let those moments pass by. No, I I cannot continue to let those moments pass by. I have to seize those opportunities. You got to season. You got to season. We already and we already know that that is a desire, right? Her, she exactly. has a desire, but she can't tell you, right? Exactly. Because there's no safe space where somebody's gonna be judged, right? Exactly. Well, you want you want you want a line? Why can't you just submit? You know, the Bible says a woman should submit to her husband. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on, what, what if you wrong? What if you all the way wrong, right? Exactly. You want me to submit? I'm looking at that thing right now. So, so, but yeah, and that's and that's it right there, right? right. So, um, so yeah, so we we gotta we gotta we gotta start practicing vulnerability, right? And I got I got this thing here, right? Okay. Um, which is a feelings chart, right? Mm-hmm. A feelings word chart that I use um to uh, properly assign my traumatic experiences so that when i'm in, interacting with somebody and i sense a feeling that they're having that i can now connect right mm-hmm. 
And and so I want to encourage you to get a feelings wheel. Okay. And and expand your emotional vocabulary. That right? is good knowledge. And I definitely will. Definitely. And, and, and so because they're 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 gonna be there, they're gonna come a time in which she is going to come to you with something, right? And now that you know what that feeling feels like, you're able to pick up on it. Exactly. Right? exactly. And so, and I talk about this in one of my episodes about the feelings wheel. And so in the feelings wheel, I always show it to individuals, the feelings wheel. And so mm -hmm. in the feelings wheel, they have primary, secondary, and tertiary feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's say, for example, in the primary, we have sad, mad, scared, joyful, powerful, and peaceful. Mm -hmm. Right. And of all of these feelings right now, which ones were you not allowed to experience? Give me those one more time. Okay. Sad, mad, scared, joyful, powerful, and peaceful. Which one you did not want us is these that you were not able you were not given permission to feel you couldn't show this this feeling oh because you're scared <laughs> and what about sad say it again think about sad yeah that's one of them that you couldn't share either right so so because you couldn't share those right there are let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve there are 12 feelings behind being sad wow that you never access. That's amazing. Right? And then there are 12 feelings behind scared that you never experienced because you didn't even plant the, the, the scared seed. And so there are branches that didn't even come off of it, that you never saw leaves on that, on that branch. Wow. Right? And because you all, you put all of this stuff in the mat, you, you just, Put it in a, in a folder and it just popped out as mad, right? Mm -hmm. So great. now you have, you have 24 experiences, right? That has to be slotted in this. Um, no, you got you can't show that you're mad. You got to just be happy, or or you got to be, you know, powerful. Mm -hmm. You got to strong, mm -hmm. right? You got to sure. you got to put it in the strong folder, in the powerful folder. You got to put it in the, in, the, in the strong in the powerful folder. Right, you got to be joyful, right? So you got all of these, you got twenty-four things misassigned, right? Right. That that they that didn't even get properly assigned, and so now you're walking around with twenty-four missed assigned feelings, right? Which is why you get so mad, right? Why you can right. pop up at any moment because who gives you time to properly assign these feelings you're right so when when so when when do you, when do you start assigning them that's a good question because you because have to, yeah you want to make sure that you're in a safe place where you can release those emotions as well. Because okay, these so are me a, for a black man. Say it again. Tell me a safe place for a black man. Oh, barbershop. <laughs> when you're in the barbershop, you know, you release so much. You release so much, but you don't, do you ever talk about your feelings in a barbershop? I'm not gonna say so much of the feelings. We talk more about situations. We talk about <laughs> so it's all surface stuff in the barbershop. Exactly. So you're talking about the situation. <laughs> right. You never really go deep and nobody ever says it's me. Exactly. So we kind of mask it. <laughs> you're right. So you so the barbershop isn't even safe. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. It's not even safe. So it's like where can I go to get these feelings out? Where can I get these feelings out or these different emotions of sad or different emotions of being scared? Because now I'm at 24, as you just stated, 
where am I going to be able to be feel like I'm safe to release these at? Right. Because you don't you don't want your your spouse or your mate to look at you in a different way. <laughs> but 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 that's but that's the fallacy because you because you got to be vulnerable with her. Exactly. Otherwise, you're not human, and she can't come to you with any of these situations because you can't connect. Exactly. Come on, man. You can't connect. You can't connect on any of them. Exactly. So who does she go to? Exactly. You have to, we have to make it, we have to show that vulnerability that we can go to them while pushing right. that pride to the side. And there can't be any judgment. Exactly. I know, like they say at Planet Fitness, a no judgment zone. This ain't no plug, though. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you you unplugged it already. <laughs> right. No, but but that's it though. That's it, man. And and and, and so, um, so yeah. So we that's what we got to be able to do, man. We got to we got to know that vulnerability is the birthplace for intimacy. Right. Wait. And, and you gotta you gotta deal with those unresolved traumas. Exactly. And you know what's so interesting because you would never thought in a million years that intimacy and trauma can play hand to hand. You would never thought that. Right. So we, we have we have um I have ten ways in which men can improve in um, emotional vulnerability, right? Emotional intimacy, right? We're gonna go over these things here, right? Number one, now we're gonna go to number 10, go now with number 10. Okay. Number 10, conflict resolution. This is a way that you can actually improve your emotional intimacy, right? Your experiences and emotion, right? So number 10, conflict resolution. Handle disagreements with respect and understanding. Learning to resolve conflicts in a healthy way prevents the buildup of resentment and fosters a strong emotional bond. Number nine, shared goals and dreams, right? Discuss your future together. Having shared goals and dreams can align your paths and strengthen your emotional connection. So remember when we talked about the, the fear of the your long-term goals are not aligned, are not incompatible? Right. Well, here's the solution. We got to have shared dreams and goals. Right? Now here's number eight, consistent support. Mm, yes. Being supportive during challenging times, offer comfort and understanding, showing that you are, watch this, a reliable partner. Oh, yeah, that's big. Right? Right? So here we go right here, right? Here we go, number seven, physical affection. Physical touch, like holding hands, hugging or cuddling can enhance emotional intimacy. It's a nonverbal way to convey love and closeness. Number six, appreciation and gratitude. Regularly express appreciation and gratitude for your partner. Acknowledge the things that the things they do, the qualities you admire in them. Right? I'll say this again. Appreciation and gratitude. Regularly express appreciation and gratitude for your partner. Acknowledge the things they do and the qualities you admire in them. Number five, vulnerability. Allow, allow yourself to be vulnerable with your partner. Sharing your fears, right? Insecurities and dreams can deepen the emotional connection. Quality time, spending uninterrupted time together, engaging in, in activities you both enjoy, right? This shared time can strengthen your bond. Number three, empathy. 
Try to understand your partner's perspective and feelings. Remember, that's what that's why the feelings wheel is important, right? Right. So you can understand that feeling, but if you don't know what that that inadequate is a feeling, apathy is a feeling, miserable is a feeling, crushed is a feeling, insignificant, discouraged, fascinated, stimulated, amused, extra extravagant, delightful satisfied right frustrated furious irritated skeptical watch this selfish is a feeling you ain't mad you just selfish you just thinking about yourself right <laughs> you, right. You just, right now here we go empathy right try right. to understand your partner's perspective and feelings right and then we have number two active listening pay attention when your partner is speaking show genuine interest in their thoughts and feelings and refrain from interrupting or offering solutions unless asked and here's number one open communication <laughs> regularly share your thoughts and feelings with your partner being open and honest about your emotions foster trust and understanding those are our top 10 things that we can do to improve our emotional intimacy with our partners. Wow. Wow. And they're not hard things to do. <laughs> they're not, they're not hard things to do. It's just that you got to write the wheel. You got to keep turning that wheel on that ship yeah, on a daily basis on a daily basis and and here's the other thing we got to register you have to register as a safe space with your partner exactly and those 10 things will help that they those 10 things will alleviate that where they where they feel secure where your partner feels secure enough to come talk to you right and that's what it's supposed to be right here we go here here are 10 i'm gonna, I'm gonna copy this right here right copy this right but copy right copy bam you about to get this big ass text <laughs> <laughs> i'm cool with that bam and then hit send boom oh. <laughs> all right come on hit bam there it is boom you got it you got it you got it you all right this is intimate discoveries do you have anything else you want to share man oh man i just want to thank you so much for this conversation i can't wait to do more conversations like this mm -hmm. it's just amazing i mean we have to really dig deep yes you know, absolutely we have to continue to dig deep and it's it's a beautiful thing man it is very very beautiful and i'm proud of you man for for giving it another another shot. Oh yes, sir. Third time's a charm, and I'm telling you um, again. Um, let me just say this here: a woman has 14 arousal zones, and the vagina is not one of them. <laughs> Number one was the brain, right? The biggest one is her brain. <laughs> right. But then watch this here: she has five erogenous zones inside around in and around her vagina mm -hmm. so we got 19 active parts right we can engage in yeah right right and i go like i said this is just stuff i've learned right that now listen is here right we're gonna we're gonna get off in a minute so there are 18 parts of the clitoris 18 parts 18 parts to the clitoris. But you, but you can tell me about the sports, right? <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell me about Jordan stats. You can tell me about the, the them Cowboys, right? You can tell me that they go, they go in the Super Bowl next year again, right? Right. <laughs> so, but anyway, moving right along. So, <laughs> 
But that's it, man. This is our this is our this wraps up our show. Champ Franklin, Intimate Discoveries. Um, let me see where we go right here. Where we where we have this last little part right here, right? We go into this thing where we have our audio, our music, right? We come to our music, right? And I say here, right? Um, where is it here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did. Yes, yes, I did. Man. <laughs> one of those moments where I had James Campbell on today, and and we really um dove, we dive deep into this intimacy, in which we know that intimacy is a level of commitment. And this commitment reciprocity is the birthplace of it. So as you're going on in your journey, experiencing the fulfillment of the world, intimacy is a commitment. And that commitment is to reciprocity. This is your host, Camp Franklin, and I am out. Remember, the sky is the limit. Do not stop on the moon. It's Champ Franklin. Ow! <laughs> All right, man. Later, man. Hey, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. Appreciate everything. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's I can't be easy. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was